0: Angela and i'm telling you right now that the alive podcast network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us from relationships to making money moves there's a show that'll captivate every listener and for my fellow black creatives this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level it's for the culture join the movement and sign up today you can thank me later download the alive podcast app for free Or subscribe for $20 for six months to experience ad-free listening. Welcome to Sex and Color, the show all about sex and sexuality from BIPOC perspectives. I'm your host, Adriel Collins, and I am a sex therapist, educator, coach, struggling PhD student, and all-around sex nerd. I am also the founder and lead therapist of Melanin Sex Therapy here in Dallas, Texas. So it's been a minute. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. No. Um, Life was lifing. PhD was getting in the way. And I had to pause recording for a minute, Um, a minute being like two or three months. But I am back and I am excited to start recording and to share this episode with you. Um, this was one of the last recordings that I had before I went on my little sabbatical brain break. Um, I want you all to look at that as self-care, and I encourage self-care, and that is what I needed to do for myself in order to continue with podcasting, continue with parenting, continue being the sex nerd, therapist, awesome human being that I claim to be in the world. (laughs) So this episode I think is a very important episode. Um, It is about sex ed, it is about myths, uh, it's about just the way that white supremacy has crept into sex and sex education and how we view ourselves as sexual people. Tia Friedman is an amazing sex educator out of Tennessee Uh, She's going to list her social media handles and like where you can find her. This episode is probably one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded so far. We are going to start a podcast. Uh, We talk about CIA conspiracies. Did the CIA really drop microphones in the Black community to divide Black men and women? I don't know. You'll have to listen to the interview to see our thoughts on that. So without further ado, here is my interview with Tia Freeman of Slippery When Wet. Go follow her. She is a dope ass sex educator and she is hilarious. Her Instagram wrap ups are hilarious and I can't stop talking about her and I can't say enough amazing things about her. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed recording it. How are you? Fine. How are you? I am well. Um, I'm Adriel. Um, so thank you so much for responding to a random person um, <laughs> <laughs> on on Instagram. Um, I saw your post about um, African American, like how we can incorporate like Black practices into sex ed, and I uh, teach sex ed, so I was like, oh, I got to talk to this person. So <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Yes, I'm happy. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes. And I absolutely like, I went to your website and I went um, on your Instagram, and I love that you are called slippery when wet. And yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that so much. (laughs) It's so funny because, like, I feel like everyone I find and meet and talk to with who also works in like the sexuality profession, Mm -hmm. always like we always like big up each other. We're like, oh my god, your work is so cool! Like, it's so amazing to see this thing. I feel like I'm always talking to like some another drunk girl in the bathroom.
0: I like, oh my god, I love it. Yes. Like, you're so amazing. No, you're so amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, like I said, I'm very, very, I'm so excited to have this conversation. And I, it's been, like, super hectic, as you can tell. My son had a track meet last Thursday, outside, allergies, like, were kicking my ass on. <laughs> I understand. On that Friday, so, but we made it here. Um, So, that's all that matters. And I usually like to send out people talking points, but I didn't get a chance to do that. Um, but just, it's basically like what I emailed you, what I want to talk to you about is um, just how, how do we do like sex ed that is like specifically tailored to Black people and specifically like mentions Black people and like the issues um, that Black people have um regarding like sexuality and like getting accurate information um around sex ed and like how good sex ed can lead to like black liberation and like all of those good things so those are just basically what I wanted to talk to you about today. Yeah I love it. (laughs) Okay so um do you have any questions for me before we get started? um no I'm all good (laughs) okay (laughs) so and I always just like to tell people that you know this is not being recorded live so if you want me to edit anything out um just let me know and I will um edit out anything that you don't want to go into the podcast okay all right so let's get started Uh, So, Tia, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you coming here today.
1: No, I'm really excited to be here. I love being in community with other people doing this work, especially um, people who are focusing on, um, like, you know, marginalized communities and identities and how we can tailor the Black experience with the rest of our, you know, wellness and health.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. And that's actually the first question that I wanted to start with you today. So uh, I'm a sex educator. I work with youth mainly, and I want to start branching out into adults. But what I have learned and what I've seen from my training with uh, sex education and just sexuality in general, it is so white. (laughs) (laughs) It is unbelievably white. Like,
1: like you would think by the way that the landscape of sex education and sexuality professions is that like mm-hmm. it looks like an episode of Friends. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It, it very much gives like intentional whiteness, right? Like there's no way it's this white on accident.
0: Yes. So talk to me about like that intentional whiteness, because that's a that's a good point. I never like put that together. But yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah.
1: So like when you're talking about sex and sexuality, especially from the standpoint and perspective of being an American, everything in this country since its inception has been racialized. Right. And so um, who we afford um sexual autonomy to who we see as being sexual beings, who we approve of to have you know their sex positivity movement is all very much intentional under the lens of white supremacy. So a lot of times we automatically erase disabled people and make them asexual irregardless of the fact that like disabled people have sex and they can have healthy and fulfilling sexual lives right like black people in this country, a lot of our stereotypes that we have are rooted in white fear of black sexuality, right. And white disdain for black sexuality. Um, All of that is rooted in racism. Right. Um, And so, and it's even more, you know, extensive than just what I'm talking about now when you're talking about people of color, you have to think about things like forced sterilization, like what we did to, you know, the people in Puerto Rico. You have to talk about like, the forced birth that we had during enslavement so that we can produce our own capital, you know, for the great American labor system. And I use great, very okay. ironically, um, Yes, <laughs> you know, um, but I feel like when, so when you're talking about sex and who gets to be sex positive and who gets to have these movements and gets to be centered, it's never going to be people who look like us, right? And that's very intentional right. because they're, Drafting something without the cultural context and the history for how we got here, right? Like when we're talking about sex positivity, we weren't doing it when we were talking about sex workers, right? Like, no, we're doing it for the very white, very middle-class, very femme-presenting person, right? That is who the movement is for. And so that's who we uplift. Now, that doesn't mean that people from the beginning of time haven't been sex positive without using those terminology, right? Or haven't been um, outward about their their sexual liberation and autonomy because we've seen that the problem is we just get erased and it gets whitewashed over
0: history yeah so you mean to tell me a white man did not throw the first brick a stone wall right. oh.
1: like, <laughs> you know it's stuff like that it's like these very real histories that like, right white, it's written down it's easily googleable it's easy if you just like pick up a book but when we're talking about gay liberation and gay rights you're primarily thinking about white people. It's the same reason when like, even black people will say like, gay rights can come later. We need to get black rights first. At this, those things don't coexist, right? Like exactly. people who are both black and gay, Hello, I'm here on the call with you, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Um, and so I feel like once, once we start to realize how we allow people to express and own their autonomy and their agency right like then we start to understand just how intentional it is that Every bit of this community has been co-opted. Cause a lot of the things they even say come from indigenous practices, come from, you know, other cultural components, right? Like, oh, I need to do yoga, I need to do yoga, uh, get into yes. my yoni to do like that. Didn't come from white people, right? No. Like, that none of that came from white people. You know, when you're talking about like using herbs to as an abortician as an abortion or when you're talking about using things to, you know, increase your pheromone, A lot of those are like indigenous roots and herbs and practices that they're using. What's just happening is they're Columbusing sexuality in the (laughs) same way that they've Columbus everything else. Now that's not to say that like white people don't deserve to feel sexually liberated or free, but they don't deserve it to feel, they don't deserve to feel it over every other category and group of people.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. And I'm going to name that the episode, Columbusing Sexuality, uh, (laughs) because that's what happened. And even when we do talk about black and brown and queer people and disabled people, you're right. It's either making them asexual. Or when it comes to like black and brown girls, it's like teen pregnancy and AIDS, yeah. HIV prevention. Um, And not to say that those things aren't important, but like, damn, that's not the only type of sex that right. we are having. And like that shit doesn't just happen to us every time we have sex, like we yeah. have sex for pleasure. And it's almost like, like you said, it's that fear of black sexuality. And that is what, that's what the narrative and I think it's like not even just the fear of black sexuality it's the fear of any sexuality that's not cis white hetero um, sexuality and so those other narratives get pushed to the front and that is all we are teaching people if they do get any type of sex education is like you're going to have sex, you're going to die, especially if you are in these categories. Like, you yes. have, like, a higher chance of something
1: adverse happening to you. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we see it with, like, the way that a lot of Black dancing was looked down upon for being too sexual. You're talking about twerking, whining, right. bit like, even, like, belly dancing coming out of the Middle East. Like, all of these different forms of dancing was, like, perceived to be erotic, even if the culture itself didn't view it that way, right? right. And right. then, like, as soon as or we could even talk about like pole and stripping and as soon as like the dominant culture decided like oh this is a cute quirky way for me to be like girl boss <laughs> now it's become acceptable like right. i when twerking was definitely something looked down upon and now like miley cyrus is up on stage like uh let me shake my back right like and so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about like the the whitewashing of sexuality, right? Is because it's not that these are entirely new concepts and, you know, all these different communities are just waiting for white people to do something so that we can now follow along with whiteness. We've been doing this ourselves anyway. And right. then now it's just that whiteness has given
0: us their okay as if we asked for it, right? Exactly. exactly. And you know, even with the conversations, because I was on a podcast like a couple of months ago, and we were having this conversation around the Meg and Tory Lane trial. And for some reason, a white man was on there talking about this, oh, okay. um, <laughs> which I don't know. Um, but he was just saying that black women have become too sexualized, and, you know, like just like those old tropes of like yeah. over sexualization of black women. And now all of a sudden in the year 2023 or whenever Meg the stallion came out, she herself single-handedly like is responsible for hyper, hyper sexualization of black women when re- in reality, like that's not the case. And yeah. we know like black femmes, black, um, queer people, black people in general, we, we, been having this debate especially like in black feminist circles about how do we take control of our sexual narratives and yeah. that debate has been going on since the beginning of time and i don't feel like that gets talked enough about because um i'm in my phd program from human sexuality and it wasn't until like i started reading up more and more on just where the history of those narratives comes from i didn't realize like that debate had been going on for for forever essentially. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, hypersexuality is nothing new or the opinion yes. of us being hypersexual is nothing mm-hmm. new. Um, since Europeans first saw, you know, Black women and African women, that has been the narrative, right? Um, yeah. Without understanding like cultures change and differ for a litany of reasons, right? Environment, um, religion, structure, like any live, learn, nature, nurture, you know, you name uh- it. Mm-hmm. but instead of coming to africa which is hotter than the places in europe and being like oh maybe they have a living because it's hot they were like no they must be coarse, right like and obviously they are demonic and from hell right like god our god has shunned these people right like that was the overarching thought right or the fact that like because you feel lusty about something therefore means that that person is negative i don't need your projections right like right. being attracted to me sexually doesn't mean that i am necessarily doing anything to provoke that right um and we see right. it all the time we're talking about so many different things um and then like it's even highlighted in our media like I don't know if you've seen the hunchback of Notre Dame but like oh yes that movie makes me uncomfortable <laughs> it's so uncomfortable because like the priest goes and he's like aha and he's looking at these Romani women and he's and him himself he's having all of these like conflicting feelings with his religion and then his desire and right. instead of being like yo that's a me problem like being like oh it's a you problem. And you either have to become my wife so then, now this is blessed for me to have these feelings the way I have. Or right. you are a savage, you know, seductress. And I'm going to burn Paris down. And I'm going to burn Paris down because of it. Like that is the epitome of like how white people process and function the sexualities of people outside of their norms, right? Um, And so I feel like a lot of times when you're coming up against these taboos, they're not necessarily taboos for everyone all the time. We've been talking about hypersexuality all the time. It's a debate within the community. We internalize racism in that regard. And some of these things were happening prior to the um, introduction of Eurocentric values, right? Right. But at the same time, when I'm talking to some of my elder family members and they heard WAP and they're like, oh, music today. I'm like, whoa, 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 not too much now. Not now too much, not too much. Because I also heard music from back in the day. Right. And right. I recall, and this is before you even talking about like music alluding. I mean, outright 1920s Harlem Renaissance blues music being right. explicitly vulgar, not an alluded, not like alluding to the fact that something might be happening. But like the Lucille Bowdens, the Ma Rain, right. the Bessie <laughs> just like, please, like if you're going to at least say these things, like have the decency to like open a book. Right, like have the decency to like get on Google and say like, hey, before I make this opinion about something that I know not of, maybe I should check and see if I'm not parroting, yes, white supremacy, you know, like <laughs> yes,
0: baby. <laughs> <look, thank you. laughs> My parents had the opposite reaction um, because they were like huge Millie Jackson fans yeah. um, back in the day. And so my dad was like, oh, Millie Jackson been doing this, doing this for a while. They're just all caught. Co- so everybody's copying Millie Jackson. Yeah. According to me. <laughs> so, but I think that that brings up a good point because when you were talking, that was immediately that what came to my mind is fast ass little girls. And oh. how like we have internalized systems of white supremacy and i some like i get like some debates around it it was meant to like protect black girls from being mm. hypersexualized but like even i don't know speak to that for me why i get my thoughts together <laughs> i'm triggered over here <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I am a daughter of the South. Right. So that is right. definitely something I've heard. These fast ass little girls. Oh, she acting real hot in the pants. Right? Yes. She getting too grown for her own good. You know, I have definitely heard these things, which is always very different. Um, The sentiment behind it, behind the ways that we des- describe girls versus how we describe boys who are exhibiting the same behavior. Right, like, oh, he like the way we describe it isn't like it's necessarily a negative for boys. We talk about it as if um, like, oh, this is just like him going through his puberty, right? His rite of passions. Oh, he getting a little mus- a little musky, right? He getting fresh yes. self, right? Like it's not something that, like, oh, it's not, it's like, a, oh, okay, like we're entering this phase, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think what happens is sometimes we run so hard from our own oppression we end up running in a circle Uh Um, and so what happens is the road to hell is paved with good intentions our elders have seen um the abuses and the horrors of sexual violence right like not to say that we haven't uh, but they just saw it in a different regard um And so a means to protect themselves from that level of sexual violence was to desexualize themselves, right? Um, And so like in the desire for respectability and how respectability politics came about was just, hey, I am going to assimilate to the dominant culture, right? Their rules and their norms. And what that means and what that looks like means not being too much of anything black because of blackness as it's constructed in this country and under Eurocentrism is the antithesis of whiteness, right? And so in order to do that, you have to be devoid of all of the things that makes you too black, right? Like whether that's the swag, whether that's the sexuality, whether that's the whatever, right? And so for a lot of people, that meant always giving a prim, proper, hyper-feminine version of what Black womanhood could and should be. And so that gets passed down to the girls, right? Like, don't wear things too short. Don't do this. Don't do that. But instead of understanding that the role and the burden of being a better person is on the abuser and not the abused. Right. Right. we end up attacking the victim and putting on all these standards. And people will go, well, you can't change abusers. Well, you can, right? Like, (laughs) you know, we we don't have as many public lynchers anymore. Like that's because like over time, we changed the culture to say like, hey, you can't just go pick up someone off the street and then hang them from a tree and have a picnic while you do it, right? Exactly. It is quite literally possible to change instances of abuse and lessen the amount of abusers that there are, right? Um, That's not to say that, like, racism went away. Obviously, it shifted and, you know, changed. But, like, we do not have nearly as many as we did in the past. (laughs) That is just one example. Of how like if you actually attack the systems of oppression instead of the victims of oppression, you actually can see real progress. It's not going to be a blink in the eye, right, or overnight, but it will come. Um, exactly. And so, what we did instead of that was put all these restrictions on young girls from school policies that are like, don't have your bra strap showing or no tank tops while boys are allowed to wear both. We say, well, it is your responsibility as a little girl to make sure that you're not dressing provocatively, which distracts the boys from their education, which right, girls that you are prioritizing the education of little boys. Cause you're not telling us, Hey, boys don't wear this to distract from the education of little girls. Right, There's only one person here who matters, and clearly it's the one with the penis, right? And right. so we say all these very harmful things, but what we're not understanding is not only are we victim blaming and making it much harder for Black children to become victims, right, in a world that already sees Black people as victimless, um, we're also protecting abusers. So we I mean, people talk about this all the time, how the black family will like sit at the dinner table with the uncle who yes. well, is a pedophile and looks at the little girls, but will like throw their, you know, queer kid out of the house.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And our only solution to it is, well, don't go sit on your uncle's lap or don't be alone with your uncle. And like, that's the best we can, we can do. Right. Or um... if there
1: are <laughs> men at the house, go cover up and go put yeah. on pants instead of shorts. Like if it's hot. If the AC yeah. is out, it's the middle of the summertime. Like, I, my family's in South Carolina and Georgia, baby. It gets hot. I'm not going <laughs> to put on no pants. Because no. a 2 year old man, who also may be in my family, can't exactly. control himself. Like, And also, it is not my responsibility to control the actions of a grown man.
0: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, like, you could be running around naked. Like, you're a child. And, like, even if you're an adult, like, have some fucking self-control. And, yeah. yes. And... Yeah, I think that As a therapist, like I see that in my practice, and I see the outcome of that when I am working with Black women in particular, who just never have the opportunity to explore their body, who have never had the opportunity to be comfortable with their body because for so long they have been taught like Mm -hmm. your body is something that essentially is to be ashamed of, cover Mm -hmm. up, cover up, cover up. Um, If they've been raised in a religious background, like save it for marriage, cover up, cover up. You don't want to be too fast. You don't want to have a high body count. And just like all of these mixed messages really impact how they show up sexually. And yeah. it really does something to them.
1: Yeah. And also outside of that, not only does it impact their ability to tap into their erotic power, it also um Becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Right. If you call someone a monster for long enough, they'll be coming,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. And
1: so if you're telling little girl, she's fast she's fast, she's fast, she's fast, she's fast, she's fast, she's fast, no matter what she's doing, she might just lean into you know behavior right. that she's not educated for yet. She's right. not prepared for it, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever the case may be, because she's just like, Well, if I'm gonna be get blamed for it, I might as well have the fun of doing. It, you know what I'm saying, and so right. like, we're creating the things that again we're running so hard away from our oppression that we're running right back into it, and so um, and then outside of just the little girls themselves, what does that teach society at large if a little girl accuses someone? of being you know a predator or a sexual abuse what does that tell them the society if we keep saying that little black girls are fast they're less likely to believe little black girls because they believe that they are hypersexual they uh, the adultification of low black girls is real right they don't see right. them as like innocent victims of abuse they see this as willing participants um and sometimes the aggressors in cases right um and so like it is it goes beyond just like the psyche of the little black girl, right? And that right. psyche could go either way. She could right. be- Harmed by repressive um, sexual experiences, or she could be harmed by um, internalizing hypersexualization, and then she could be harmed further by society society at large because we tell them to think of our little girls in that regard. Oh, she got color in her hair, she's fast. Oh, she got rid of her nails, she's fast. Oh, she's wearing shorts that I think are too short, she's fast. Oh, she's walking and she's switching her hips, she's fast. Oh, she's got on lip gloss and it's a little too glossy for me, she's fast. Oh, she put a bouncy curl or a side part and she's fast oh she's wearing the typical gymnastics leotard that everybody else is doing but she's in a split she's fast right right yes it's so easy for little black girls to fall into the category of fast that like it's almost unbearable to exist and try to navigate that landmine right like ah, i don't want to do this because i don't want to be fast but i don't want to be this i don't want to be fast right i can't eat popsicles in front of little boys because their boys will be boys and they'll be gross and no one's gonna come to my rescue right i'll right. just deal with the comments and then if
0: i do eat popsicles in front of little boys they're gonna be like oh look what she she knows what she's doing she's being fast Exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are speaking to like 15, 16, well, 14, 15 year old me. I had my ninth grade science teacher like hit on me. Um, and no one believed me. Like my, the administration like thought that it was something that I was doing, but Uh I was like, you're a teacher. And yeah. And that shows you that you're powerless. It shows you that your voice
1: doesn't hold worth Right, um, if you're like, hey, uh, this is a thing that's happened to me, right? Like when the era of Me Too happened, everybody was up in arms, like, why did they wait so long? How come they didn't say anything before? But we have to think about all of these instances that happen in little and large ways from the moment little girls come out of the womb and to the age in which they perish, right? And so, and how we have indoctrinated them that their voices don't matter, that their truths aren't real, you know, and all these little things. Like, I, I did speak up on a lesser yeah. case. I spoke up when I just felt uncomfortable with the teacher, right? Maybe he did right. me. I just felt uncomfortable. And y'all said, no, that's not what happened. I spoke right. up when someone said I shouldn't wear this and y'all said, no, that's not your lane. I spoke up with this. And then when the big thing happened right, I no longer desired to speak up, right, I already knew what y'all were going to say. It no longer even became a thought in my head to speak up because you had bashed that down for so long. And now, again, you're angry at me for a society that you created for not speaking up soon enough, loud enough, and how and what you wanted me to speak up.
0: Right, right. And on the flip side of that, like, what does that say for little boys? Like, what messages does that send to little boys? Um, if black girls are fast, what are what are black boys?
1: You know, what that sends to little boys is that if black girls are fast and black girls are targets, right? And so <laughs> if you know, the, the same way it sends it to you know adult men right it yeah. says that you can do it it's the same way we're like oh did he hit you it's because he likes you right yes. you know it, <laughs> it, and I am a mother of a boy child right like mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and so like that the, the reality of both being a woman growing up hearing the fast hearing the, all the things right and then seeing like witnessing firsthand the difference between the genders when it comes to like our approach to certain things and now becoming a mother of A little boy, right? Like that is a very unique experience that it teaches you to take right it teaches them entitlement it teaches them like oh if she's doing this and that must mean she wants this or that must mean she wants this right because no one's checking my bad behavior they're checking hers if she's sitting at the table and her legs were open and most kids legs are open they're not thinking about decorum they're not thinking about exactly anything (laughs) like that right and her legs are open and i hear adults chastising her for keeping her legs open. And they might even go as far to say it's like keep, every time you keep your legs open, that's telling somebody, some man that you want them inside of them. And what they are hearing is, oh, that means I'm supposed to be inside of them. Right. right. We forget that when we're talking to someone, it doesn't mean that other people can't hear us. Right. Thank and you. That They're not getting their own narratives from the conversations. If you are t- if there's a little boy and a little girl in front of you and you say he hits you because he loves you. What he's hearing is when I love someone, it's OK to hit them. Right. Right. Even though you weren't speaking to the boy, you were. Yeah,
0: you, you are absolutely the right. quiet part out loud. But he heard it. Right. 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 Yes. I am a parent of a boy too. And you are absolutely right. Um, I joke with my son all the time because um, he runs track and like them track shorts are short. So I was like, yeah. you're going to be you fast. You can't wear gray sweatpants because you're going to be fast. You're going to be attracting the wrong type of attention. And he just laughs at me. And I know it's 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 just our joke, but, <laughs> but it's funny. Like the things that we let little boys get away with and Yeah. It's it's
1: entirely different. Like, and even the way that we can say like, oh, I can joke with my son and call him fast. And Mm -hmm. how we understand that that can be a joke with a boy in a way that it can never be a joke with a girl. Right. Because he would never be under any real pressure. Right. You know, like he would never be under any real scrutiny to actually be fast. No one would look at him and be like, oh, you acting real fast right now. Right. Like, Well, I'm not going to say no one, because there is the hypersexualization of Black boys and Black men as well. Um, However, the the context is different. That wouldn't come from within the community, right? That would come from, like, white society preying on the sexual prowess or the supposed sexual prowess of Black men, right? Um, And so that can be a ha-ha-ha in a way that it would hit different for a little group.
0: Right. Of course. Yes. Yes. And I think like, that's kind of like what made me roll my eyes at it and like, look at it as a joke because of all of the things I was told as a little girl, like if my track shorts were as short as my son's, I know my mom would tell me like, you have to put something underneath there. Or like, if you could see like, um like an outfit that I had on that was like, quote unquote, too revealing or whatever, I would have to change or whatever. And you're absolutely right. Like society just kind of lets it pass. Well, not kind of lets it pass as boys and men and nothing is said and no comments are made. And yeah, so yeah, you know.
1: I mean it's I, I ran track in high school and then I remember it's summer track and I'm uh, in the south again. It's yeah. hot in the south. Yeah. In the south, right? We have on our shorts and we'll take the top off and just have our sports bra on. Or if we yeah. were doing the conditioning for volleyball, take the yeah. top off, and have a sports bra on. I remember like the administration being pissed off that they were like minor girls out there running in their sports bras, right? However, there had been boys running out there with their shorts and nothing else for years, decades even, and no one had even batted an eye, right? Like, so now you're not only impeding on like, my sense of self, like, okay, so what's really so bad about what's going on? But you're also telling me to be shamed about my body. You're also telling me that my comfort doesn't matter, because I'm just as hot as they are.
0: I know. Yes, we're in the South. We're in Texas. And I grew up in the South, um, partially as well. And yes, and I I never understood that. And when um, that happened here, they just changed the whole policy. Well, nobody can take their shirt. Now, off no one life. can do it. Yeah. It's like it's fucking hot. It is 100 yeah. plus degrees outside, and like y'all gonna have them kids passing out, but okay. Um, yeah, just it, because. It,
1: because for us, it's easier to make a restrictive well, no one can now, mm-hmm. than to take the time out to teach people about respect, decency, and consent.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Those conversations
1: are uncomfortable for us. We really don't even like talking about sex for real anyway i don't care how much we see it on tv commercials whatever we're seeing it we're selling it but we're not talking about it exactly so like we don't want to do that in our adult lives we we for damn sure not gonna do it with our kids and not with somebody else's kids right Mm. i don't want to have to have a conversation with as an administrator with a 12 13 year old on okay yes i know she's running um with a sports bra on and now she's starting to develop but like now we're getting to things that are uncomfortable for people so instead of being uncomfortable they'd rather just be ignorant
0: yeah 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 and shut it down um I'm gonna come back to that but before um because I want to ask you this too um queerness and and trans um issues within the Black community. So I always stay on TikTok entirely more than I probably should um, (laughs) for a grown up. (laughs) But I see like all of this debate, well, not even debate. It's like transphobia. It is transphobia Um, between cis Black Mm -hmm. women and trans, well, directed at trans uh, Black women and trans women. Can you talk uh, a little bit about that?
1: Oh child, we are hustling backwards again. Um, I think that too often our respectability, our desire to be accepted into the culture at large and to not have to deal with oppression and you know inequality is to assimilate. And what we don't understand is that there's no level of assimilation that will ever run us our rights, right? Like that,
0: Can you say that again? Say that again loud in the microphone. <laughs>
1: You know, like you, you just can't assimilate to equality. That's just not the possibility because the goalpost will always move because equality is not for you. They don't want you to have it. And so what we end up doing is ripping each other apart for not assimilating fast enough. Well, they're never gonna respect us because now we have queers, right? They're never gonna respect us if we're trans. They're never gonna respect us if we're sex workers, if we're baby mamas, if we're X, Y, and Z, right? But without right. reality realizing, what well, we don't need the respect, right? Right. I am right. here to live and exist to hope that one day white people like me, right? Like I don't exist to make sure that white people see me as a human being. I'm a human being and I know that for myself. I don't need white people to confirm that for me. Right. Um, and so I feel like what ends up happening is we, girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. Um, We're like, yeah, I want to you know, get to the top. I want to break those glass ceilings and I want to do all these other things. And we have been socialized to see other women as our competition, right? Right. We have been socialized to see other communities as our competition. And so instead of being like, wow, let's, you know, join in in solidarity with each other for all facing these harsh and oppressive systems, we say, how can I use this to get a little bit ahead, Right? right? And so what we are not realizing is that all the same shit, the same rhetoric that they use against queer and trans people. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Go ahead, finish it. Say verbatim it. is from the book of racism. Yes. It's from the book of white supremacy. It's the same talking yes. They just subbed out black and put in trans. Like It's literally the same thing over and over and over again. Like, I can show you this paragraph and that paragraph and be like, you see? Same picture, right? Like, And so I just, for instance, the Olympics just rolled back um, or made an official statement banning trans women Uh from Olympic sports, right? Uh Trans women have been capable of participating in the Olympics for like 11, 12 years and ain't man one of them ever meddled. Uh -uh. Ever meddled, (laughs) not man one. (laughs) Not man one ever meddled. This was a (laughs) non-factor. not no one was like you see me go no one was losing out to trans people the people who were complaining were white girls who were pissy that they came in fifth place
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and guess who that is going to hurt and it did hurt because didn't some runners um, not be allowed to compete and now we have yeah.
1: three cisgendered black women mm-hmm. who are no longer allowed to compete in the Olympics because we have aligned ourselves with transphobes, and turfs. Right, What right. the absolute fuck. We are spiting our nose. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> we can't see the forest for the trees, basically. We think that we are better than, we feel shitty about our status, our place on the ladder, on the pyramid, and instead of being like, let's dismantle the pyramid, We're like, let's just find a way to move up, which just means someone else has to be below us.
0: And right, so right.
1: We're, yeah, no. We don't want trans rights until we get women's rights. Same shit. We don't want to be called cisgender because we're just women. Same shit. We don't <laughs> want to have to deal with, you know, trans exclusionary poli- uh, politics and sports because women are dealing with, you know, exclusionary politics and sports. Yeah, duh, because it's the same shit, right? Um, right. So what's happening is we are actively creating even more obstacles put in our path because we have decided to align ourselves with people that we know historically ain't shit, right? Like we are aligning ourselves with people that we know have this thing where they create division within the ranks of the people that they are exploiting and intentionally marginalizing and then get them to fight it, out amongst themselves, while they continue to climb those ladders and continue to do all the things, right? And so um, when I see black people falling into this narrative, like mm, queerness and transness was is colonialism. Like you get tips that are like supposedly <laughs> super pro-black and they're like, your period is called a period because it's supposed to be a dot. And if you ain't less porn, you, would have chlorophyll that would therefore buy a product um my shot, like please shut up. <laughs> like, like, um, and they're like, yo, my sister, my sister, if you don't stand up against the oppressive forces of homosexuality, like first of all, there's no way you needed to say it with that many syllables. I know, right?
0: <laughs> but they say everything with a million syllables. Everything And it Mm -hmm. always takes like two days for them to say one sentence. And I'm like, you
1: said a whole lot of fucking nothing. Exactly. Exactly. This is the most (laughs) nonsensical construction. It's words salad. (laughs) It's buzzwords. It's like, have you ever played those mad lib games that are like a real paragraph and they ask you to put the most bullshit shit in the Yes. That's what it's like to speak to a hotel.
0: It is. It is. Yes. Yes. And I'm surprised that you're not going to be like, well, Black people, we were the first homosexuals or, you know, we can't go back that. Too far. Cause <laughs> Cause all, apparently...
1: Because all of my hotepiness comes from white supremacy and Blackface. Exactly. Exactly. Even down to like the anti-Semitism, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of it is just white supremacy with the face of black people right like and it's another form of respectability we was (laughs) kings with an a (laughs) yes we was warriors like damn it we were all royalty (laughs) (laughs) please be so fucking for real like exactly you exactly were, you were probably the help like it, i mean you could have quite literally been a slave from another tribe that was con- that was taken as a prisoner of war and exactly you was, and you served food to the husband's third family like
0: exactly. yeah like we weren't all king we weren't all kings and queens like somebody and had to be servant.
1: perfectly okay because for exactly society and community to function you need a multitude of roles exactly 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 you need merchants you need blacksmiths you need warriors you need teachers you need shepherds you need harvesters and growers <laughs> <laughs> all of the things you need artists you need songwriters and storytellers you need prophets and oracles and you need shamans right like you need all of the things to cohesively run a society and instead of focusing on like look what they took from us you know what we was actually the first americans and you really know that everyone in the world who might have been famous was well, secretly black american Exactly,
0: exactly, Beirut, Beethoven, Abraham Lincoln. Egypt, 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 Egypt. hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs, ankh, ankh, the truth, mott, Mot, mott, Egypt, Egypt, hieroglyphs, pyramids, Egypt, <laughs> Egypt, Egypt, bat. You gonna make me wanna get a hoe tap on my friend. <laughs>
1: That's what it is, and I'm like, why are we even talking about Egypt? Like most of the people who entered the slave trade came from West Africa. Which, if anyone's looked at a map recently, which according to the U.S. like education system, it's not always likely.
0: Yeah, Egypt ain't in the West. It's not. It's not. It's nowhere near. Nowhere near it. But
1: <laughs> you know, so like this is what happens, right? Like people get so ashamed of the the roots and where they come from, and like obviously slavery is not where we come from. It is right. a portion of our story. It is a, a bump in the road, right? And I can't speak for nobody else. But as for me and mine, I am 100% proud of my ancestors. I would not be here today if my ancestors did not figure out a way to survive enslavement. That's not right. something that they deserved. That's not something that they chose. Like This was something that was forced on them. And they survived. Not only did they survive, they still carved out culture. They thrived, right? right. Like They found ways to make the country what it is, living in un- believable, unimaginable horrors, injustices, and indignities. And so, like, I don't need to know that somewhere down in my line, I was a feral to know that I was strong. Exactly. Exactly. By the sure existence that I am here shows that strength flows through my blood, shows that resourcefulness flows through my blood, shows that creativity flows through my blood, right? Like, we couldn't even feed our own kids, right? We were feeding our master's kids from our breast as our kids were malnutritioned. Our kids were working and laboring. Like, I don't need anything
0: else. Right, right, right. And I think that, yeah, if, if people, like we're taught that and like looked at it from that perspective because yeah, you are absolutely right. I am very proud of my ancestors because like, shit, we made something out of nothing. Right. And and as we run
1: so hard from ourselves, we're running right into the arms of the people who told us to hate us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. How
1: dare you run to the standards of white supremacy because you hate how much enslavement is a part of your story. Babes, who enslaved you? Exactly, exactly. You? exactly. Turn it on. I want you to go to the switch in your brain and I want you to turn it on. Exactly. Jumper cables, I got you boo, but I want you to turn it on.
0: Yes, and all of this shit around like gender or oppression and like who is responsible for that? And if you are using white supremacy quotes as a black person to, or as a person of color, like you really got to check yourself. Because what what are you doing, and right?
1: Like, they're <laughs> like, but the Bible, yeah, the Bible also said
0: you were supposed yeah. to be a slave. Like, so. exactly, exactly. Like so, yes, you I know, was having. Do I, that what you will. <laughs> I know, and I always have this conversation with um one of my family members, and I'm like, so why is your interpretation of the Bible more valid than like a white supremacist interpretation of the Bible that says that you are less than and you were supposed to be enslaved? They couldn't answer that. I'm
1: still waiting on my answer. Um, It's it's literally so many things. There's so many like paradoxes that happen and like the cognitive dissonance that takes people to have these viewpoints, right? Like I'm also a reproductive justice, you know, advocate and organizer. And so when I'm (laughs) talking to people about like abortion and abortion access, I have black people coming up to me again, hotels to be like black genocide. (laughs) You know, yeah. a, a, a community grows by their ability to like populate.
0: Bitch, I ain't no factory. I know, right. We've done that already. And it didn't turn out. We've been I forced to my master. Oh, I don't like it. No. Mm-hmm. See, I hate that real bad. I hate that real bad. <laughs> that further goes to show you like black no shade to black men, but like they some of them don't want true like liberation. They just want to be like the white men of the black community. And <laughs> the thing is that same thing
1: can be true for so many different categories. Black men mm-hmm. wanting to be the white men of the of gender, right? Like, mm-hmm. black cis people and black straight people want to be the white people over like queer people and trans right. people, right? Like, the black able-bodied people over black disabled people, right, like black Americans versus black immigrant, like the, the right. black rich and middle-class and upper-middle-class people over poor black people, right like call it like all of these different subgroups instead of being like damn we black though i know right you know, <laughs> <talk the diaspora laughs> or, you know. like i've heard i've heard like northern black people look down on southern black people oh
0: yeah like how, how are y'all at least my ancestors were smart enough to get out the south and to what? It's not like it's any better in the North. It's just the racism is more. Martin
1: Luther King said Chicago was the most racist.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> yes. 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 As someone who has both lived in the North and the South, yes, I I can definitely mm-hmm. concur. Like, there's really no difference. You know, like it's,
1: it's, Africans saying like looking down and Caribbean people Ooh. and English people looking down on black Americans as if we have no culture like uh and you guys don't know where you come from and you speak English as you listen to rap music and put on your do-rags and <laughs> your slang and wear your grills and your Cuban links, right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly exactly and that's a whole other conversation um we we do we do if we could just like stop and like really just think and critically think of like where all of this stuff is coming from and like where are we getting our information and things like that and just like i said just really critically think i think i don't know i'm optimistic that it could get better No, 100%.
1: And I i mean, there are plenty of people doing the work, right? Yeah, like, of course. There of course. are Black Americans who have looked down on Africans and called them horrible names, like, you know, like African booty scratchers Boot and mm-hmm. kids, right? There are Black Americans who 100% think they are better than other Black people from the continent of Africa and other places in the diaspora, just like the same thing happens in reverse. However, there are Black Americans and Africans and people elsewhere in the diaspora that are like... Same team, we fuck with each other. Like, let's let's get them. Let's go ride. Like, you know, like the same thing happens with gender in every category. So it's mm-hmm. not like this is a huge divide. And in the black community, there is no meshing. There is meshing. The problem mm-hmm. is we only highlight the people who aren't meshing, right? Like, yeah. We only like oh, the CIA dropped podcast mics into the black community like crack in the eighties. I know. going <laughs> that we're on a podcast right now, and I say this, like, I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no, I'm just sitting here at all because i mm-hmm. will be like, um, "I don't think that black women with colored hair mm-hmm. deserve to get married and have rights and nice things in life." As I say, it freeform locks and three gold teeth. Uh, <laughs> I got one in my cup. Like one, yes, yourself? baby girl. You don't have to. You don't have to live like this. You don't have to live like this. I just don't think queer people deserve rights. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying y'all don't need to be happy. I'm just saying be happy somewhere else. (laughs) I don't want to see your happiness. I don't want
0: to see your bliss. Because I'm miserable, but I'm not going to say that out loud. But no. (laughs) (laughs) I know it just got very meta. We are talking about podcasts. We're on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I think it is a CIA conspiracy because you're absolutely right. (laughs) If they they drop
1: crack, they can drop a mic.
0: They, they, you know what? They put it out there like you can can start a podcast. They can drop a mic. Anyone says. It's the last episode of my podcast. I will not be participating.
1: The revolution will not be televised. It will not be
0: podcasted. (laughs) <laughs> they say, get this one off the air. She's, exactly. not, a, she's
1: not following the script.
0: <laughs> if I come up missing, you'll know why. No. Meanwhile, <laughs> they'll be like, we're such free thinkers. Exactly. free thinking. Oh my gosh. Do not get me started on that. Like you're parroting white supremacy tropes or you're parroting stuff like people have already said, but you're a free thinker. If anything, is plagiarism. Is Exactly, you don't even you're not even citing your sources. You can't, you can't cite, you cannot cite Hotepuri. Oh, but you can, Dr. 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 Umar, Dr. Sevi, the scholars you, of the Hotep you community
1: can't it because the man destroyed all the evidence.
0: Yes, yes. I'm still mad at him because he's the reason why Left Eye is dead. So, you know, no, he can, he can go somewhere, and I don't know why we- he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, they're like, because it's always the man is dropping queerness. It's always the man is dropping black women wanting their own self agency. It's always. Yeah. Man is dropping, you know, all of these like things that are like pushes for equality. Mm -hmm. It's never like,
0: okay, clear example. Boosie. Mm. (laughs) Go ahead. This will be the first and last time that man's (laughs) name will be brought up. (laughs) But go ahead. I couldn't even finish. This shit got (laughs) choked up
1: in my throat. (laughs) Boosie is a known (laughs) menace. To society okay yes he's been a menace for as long as i can remember and we applauded him for his heinous crimes you hear me like applauded every bad badass and him. you know what? you hear what i'm saying like he yeah. went on record and was like yo I made sure that I got my little boy's dick sucked because that's a man, right? And everybody's like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) But what blew my mind was the people like, yeah, good dad, good dad, boy dad. Mm -hmm." Molesting. (laughs) Yes. I mean, my aunt did this for me too. Um, No, you all Mm -hmm. are, all of you, look in the mirror. That's a victim. Yes. (laughs) Look at you. Let the other you look at you, and then and unison. I want y'all to say victim. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like
0: this happened. Getting Olivia that. Benson on the phone. Yes, right? yes.
1: Like, <laughs> right. Like we know that we've seen it. We've heard his rhetoric. We've heard how we talked about it, and then he had the audacity to be the loudest motherfucker. In, yes. the yes. in the world in the world when it came to Lil Nas X's queerness when mm-hmm. it came to his daughter potentially being a lesbian
0: like how and Zaya,
1: wave, <laughs> how, how... <laughs> like you wanted smoke with people whose lives you don't even need to be up in their business right like how dare you you're actually a predator Yes. <laughs> like yeah you got baby mamas like how you <laughs> sit up is like like actual <laughs> all like the straw that broke the camel's back on the black family and look at somebody else and be like but it's you <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like that spider-man meme when both of them are pointing at each other <laughs>
1: And I'm trying to figure out why he pointing at me, baby, because we are not the
0: same. Oh, no. He is pointing out everybody that is saying that, like, yeah. queerness is the problem with it the is, Black community. Honestly. But meanwhile, y'all got, like, five baby mamas and don't support any of them. And, yes, like, look at your own house, sir and ma'am and everyone. <laughs> I said a guest. A guest. I'm like, do you <laughs> really think you see in the pearly gates? Is that? Really, do you really think that? I think he. I think he thinks he does because, according to people, he has done good in the community. Like I'm from Louisiana, and yeah, he's done really good. I'm like, where, where, where? Look, okay.
1: Hitler planted the flower another- once. <laughs> in the class.
0: I feel like. <laughs> That's called who's going to have a podcast next. Watch, <laughs> watch, watch,
1: you and watch. His whole, his whole, I got to the point that I was excited to see Lil Nas X post something. Because I yes. knew it was like Lil Nas X was one post away, or like Boosie was one Lil Nas X post away from having an aneurysm.
0: Oh, he was. He was. He was. Because he stayed all up in that young man's business. Like, the like, level
1: to which he would be <clears throat> irate. For what? You would think I slapped his mama with my coochie lips. Like, (laughs) I mean, my God.
0: (laughs) Yes. When uh, little Nas X kissed his um, dancer at the BET Awards, I thought he was going short circuit.
1: Oh my. I said, oh my! My dog's gonna malfunction. My guys of <laughs> here. Y'all might as well get them airbrushed T-shirts ready because he's about to be gone. Do you hear me? It's gonna be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing on this day. Go ahead and get that second line set. Go ahead because he's gonna. It's gonna be him and his makeup very soon. Very soon.
0: Yes, and he never had any really good comebacks because I remember when uh, Gabrielle Union got him together, and the best that he could call her was a white girl, and like, <laughs> they'd be like, I think as
1: a woman I deserve rights. They'd be like, Ah, oh, so you too bought into white feminism? So- <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> emasculate the black man. Girl. First of all, how did we get back to you? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. No, we're talking about me. I think I, Tia Freeman, deserve lights beach <laughs> boy. How do we get to the black man? We're not talking about
0: you. We're not talking about you. But in Egypt, y'all didn't hybrid hybrid Oh my gosh. Boom, oh, boom, 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 boom. We was gangs. We was gangs. Young Queen, Grand Rising. I I'm on a, drop to a whole that
1: mixtape, and I'm a blow up, baby. I'm telling you right now, mixtape dropping November.
0: <laughs>
1: November, I'm, blow, I'm... Up. I'm blow
0: up. I'm gonna have you back if this podcast is still on <laughs> air.
1: If we go down, we're gonna rebrand. <laughs>
0: exactly. we not want to be
1: called We Was Queens. We Was Queens. We Was Queens, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna put on a hair wrap. <laughs> do some
0: my ultimate king supreme. I'm a vegan. Um, exactly. I'm gonna wear like patchouli oil and use black soap and all of that good stuff. But What's black
1: crazy soap is-, is I had locks. I have black soap in my shower right now. <laughs> <laughs> on my desk. I, I don't eat meat.
0: <laughs> so see, you already there. What you talking about? <laughs> so when they be like, "We was kings," I'd be like, "I know." <laughs> I still want my rights, though. You're in my kingdom? <laughs> it's a better kingdom. Exactly. Exactly. So, yes, when this podcast gets pulled <laughs> off the air, we're going to start a Ho Tap S podcast. It's the remix. You and <laughs> I,
1: T, Y. You and I, T, Y. It was quiet. You and I, T, Y. It was quiet. <laughs>
0: Do we think we can get Queen Latifah to clear that clear that sample for us? i uh, I'll get so to- if
1: I ever do that, we retire. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: get to working on that.
1: Um, I'm like that. <laughs> I've reached the pinnacle. This is the hardest.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's I can Be like, yo, Queen, we got this idea for a podcast, yeah. and we need the sample to you and it why can you get okay. that
1: for us <laughs> speaking of queen latifah
0: i would just uh-huh. to say that like a rom-com
1: icon and i don't think she gets the flowers that she deserves i know because I- again we pick and choose who gets to be who gets to be and be seen as sexual and romantic and deserving and all that other stuff and because queen latifah exists in mm-hmm. that body people try to pretend as if she did not exist at all. Same way they do Missy Elliott. They'd be like, all oh, these rappers today ain't happy about their pussies. I Ay, do. More like Missy Elliot, And you, I'm like, you mean Missy Pussy Don't Feel Me Now, Elliot? Exactly. Missy, man, Elliot? Exactly. Missy, girl, before you come, I need You're to shake up Cha Cha.
0: Yes. Y'all can't
1: be listening to the sounds.
0: Exactly. Listening to the sounds. That is what I told that white man when I was on that podcast when he was talking about like um, Meg and Little Kim and Cardi B—they're too sexual. I'm like, Missy is sexual. Like she's we just don't sexualize her because of the body that she's in. And
1: Queen Latifah <laughs> ain't met a love interest that wasn't toying. Do you exactly.
0: hear me? Exactly. Common, LL, uh, Jimon Hensu, and I beauty mean shop. all of living single,
1: all of yes. Shop taxi uh last holiday perfect holiday whatever the holiday movie was
0: <laughs> hell yes yeah, she, said it off. she had a bad bitch, like come on yes only one she didn't was bringing down the house i couldn't do it with eugene levy but that's that's the like, one movie that's the one well now one with adam taylor like, i like to pretend don't exist but like, <laughs> she, like she,
1: but, One thing about her, her hair going to be fried down and laid to the
0: side. Thank Um, you. And her significant other's going to be bad. Do you hear me? Thank you. Ooh, her and Idris Elba in a rom-com together. like. uh Lily was tonguing down Grant Hill. Like, please be (laughs) so fucking
1: for real. And every time they talk about rom-com queens, they just pretend like this girl does not exist.
0: Yes, that, that, that that other that white actress who was like plus size she was like i am the first plus size wrong uh, she got her. i don't know what her name is yeah. was it Rebel wilson i think so yeah she's a chick from Pitch Perfect, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Basically, later on, found we found out that she only got fat so she could be fat and funny to get roles. And <laughs> oh, then so she got her roles being fat and funny. She was like, "Yeah, okay, now nah, I'm good on that. I'm gonna be skinny and talk shit about fat people. You
0: trifling bitch." <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. See, there's a whole backstory behind it. Oh gosh, I did not know. That. <laughs> when folks do dirt like shit on black people, you can always
1: assume there's more dirt. Maybe <laughs> just standing on a mountain, it just looked
0: like an iceberg. See, I learned something new today. Oh, my gosh. We are out of time, and I got to have you back. And and we can talk about all the things. I truly, truly enjoyed this interview. Like, we talked about it all, but didn't really get to a lot of stuff like abortion. And yeah, so I got to have you back. and Yay. We will plan our hotel podcasts um, oh yeah because we'll I'm coming sport. in hot
1: as soon as the episode started I'm like wait it was claims
0: yes yes dropping <laughs> bombs dropping knowledge open your eyes your minds people because we was crazy. Third eye, core feel grand, grand rising, rising.
1: grand ri-
0: grand fucking rising I am the yes, same. <laughs> yes. I text all my dudes that grand rising king and they just wow. love it. Be I mean, like I don't mean that mean me mention for real, but... oh my god. We love we stay in the the great manipulator. <laughs> it just makes them feel so good, especially if they don't know what a hot is. Like text a non-black man, grand rising, grand whatever grand ethnicity king. or race king. He's like and... wow, that's why I love black women, my new yeah. ebony goddess <laughs> from the- it's always a food, yes.
1: Queen Sheba, milk chocolate, caramel, honeydew, mocha, and I'm a swirl. Oh please! Oh yes, yes.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have this hose hat po- podcast, spoken word. It's just, it's gonna be, it's gonna be you everything. Fever. <laughs> yes, all of that, all of that. I'm here for it. So, so you tell people where they can find you, and please follow. <laughs>
1: So y'all can find my mixtape coming in November. we was quiet it's no
0: but um on soundcloud on soundcloud because
1: that's where that's where the rappers be and i'm gonna make a twitter story, it's gonna go viral and i'm gonna draw my soundcloud underneath okay no but you can find me i um and the content creator behind the multimedia sex education platform slippery when wet that's slippery with a three and not an e. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Pinterest with that name. On Twitter, it's just slippery win. Um, I also do reproductive justice work. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Beyond Row Collective, and um, on Instagram with PPTNM, which is Planned Parenthood of Tennessee and North Mississippi. Uh, so PPTNM Black Org on Instagram.
0: All right. Well, I enjoyed having you on the show. This is my future co-host of the We Was (laughs) Claims podcast. We Was Claims. We Was Claims. Find us on all
1: streaming platforms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Government approved.
1: (laughs) CIA syndicated.
0: Uh, Well, thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast. Did too. You. you. So I'm going to cut it here. No, I'm serious. You got to come back on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to get canceled for talking oh. about how
1: taps and white people? Oh, yeah. By our community, they're shutting us down. They're they shutting are shutting us down. down. Um, but that will work in our favor because hate trends.
0: Exactly. 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 You know.
1: At these bed winches.
0: And I have colored hair, so.
1: Degenerating a black man.
0: <laughs> I'm all Sweet. the things they hate. I'm a baby mama. I have I'm colored hair. Who I
1: wear lashes. lashes. I'm queer. <laughs> single mom raising a
0: black son. I'm a exactly. girl who's going to be emasculated. Exactly, exactly. I'm what's wrong with the black community. I'm what's Barbara, wrong. Father, this is why you need to be in your son's life. My son's dad, like um
1: hello, hello, I am, hi, I'm here.
0: Right here. Yes, right here. My son's dad is on the ancestral plane, so he could not uh, be here. So but still plus that when you born. Exactly. That's shuts them down pretty quickly. Um, when well, how come you're not married? And I'm like, <laughs>
1: Would you like to marry
0: me? Was exactly. Is that, that your unofficial you, offer? That was so I mean, because like you are very angry that I'm not married and raising a black son. Since is this, is this you asked ma- me. Is this a proposal? Meanwhile, where are your kids at, sir? Where are your kids? Like, <laughs> poor baby mamas don't let me see my kids. <laughs> it's because we <laughs> want to see a black man fail. Exactly. The system is set up. I don't see them anymore because of child support. I'm like, I have you gone to court? I don't, I don't know. know. in
1: the carceral system that exists solely for the purpose of enslaving the black man mind body and soul so what about your kids uh they understand the hard sacrifices that we must make as a community
0: to uplift the brotherhood of, oh Jesus. that's gonna be our first episode uh, <laughs> <laughs> stop putting these men on child support Put Stop putting, child our, support. Start putting our brothers on child support they don't deserve it don't put them
1: on child support make no. them your
0: indentured slave that's that works too that works too and mm-hmm. yeah well, well we all go around the government exactly exactly no paper trail
1: they're gonna set fire to my home <laughs>
0: exactly. Somewhere (laughs) right now a hotel just
1: woke up out of his sleep (laughs) and he He was like I know there's a bitch. They're talking
0: about me. We didn't even get get to passport bros like that's my favorite thing. Oh my god. That is who I am trying to track down and interview for real for real is a passport bro. Passport bros are sex traffickers or. That's
1: what I'm gonna go with. Uh Um (laughs) Because they got traffic, baby. they they not in their country of origin anymore. <laughs> that it's trafficking. But with consent and smuggling, either way. Exactly.
0: It doesn't sound all the way 100%. Um, <laughs> it's giving exploitation. It's oh. giving, yes. It's giving sex trafficking, exploitation, um, all of the things. Um, Ooh, it's giving special it's the victims American capitalism. Capitalism for me. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so that is who I am trying to track down, but they don't want to talk to me and I'm not here to like judge you to your face. I am, but I just want <laughs>
1: to hit them. what We was playing. So
0: that's how you get them. Okay. Grand rising king. Grand rising um, king. I cook. Go on the pod. I, yeah. I will uh, raise your four kids and I will ask for nothing from your $32,000 a year salary. Exactly because I know you are bawling. I cook I clean if you want me To keep my job while raising Your four kids and be a submissive Wife I can do that too but just Come because on the show we
1: was queens
0: We was queens and that's what queens do Queens submit queens. to their Husband
1: <laughs> Now start speaking on this pod I'm gonna be silent the whole time because I respect You
0: exactly Exactly you but when you get phone, I'm gonna be talking again <laughs> Okay, Smokey. <laughs> you got mind control. <laughs> mind control of a <laughs> Oh my God. Sex experts, that's a wrap for today's episode. I wanna again thank my guest Tia Freeman for the great interview and I hope you all enjoy that interview as much as I did recording with her. You can find me on all social media at Melanin Therapy, and also on my website at MelaninSexTherapy.com. Sex and Color is available on all podcasting networks and on the new and improved Alive Podcast Network app. Until next time, I'm your host, Adriel Collins, and this has been Sex and Color.